Inside and figure it out. It's gonna be cold. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's gonna be so cold. Make sure to wear your parkas and your gloves and your mucklucks. <laughs> I don't even know what a muckluck is. I just made that up. <laughs> it just sounds warm. Doesn't muckluck sound warm? It almost sounds a little muddy. Not much on racing this week because your season starts next week. We'll have plenty on them next week. However, uh, plenty obviously with Blue City. And a couple of uh, topics um, relative to the women's team that, that happened recently. Got a new contributor this week, so we've got some new stuff talking about stadiums and such. Um, so we're looking forward to that. It isn't rock and roll. Well, it could be rock and roll. But what it is is a podcast about Louisville City soccer and racing soccer and national team soccer and soccer. going to check out here on Keith Emerson. Rest in peace, sir. Gosh, what, a, what an inventive individual. I'm sorry, I'm singing the keyboard solo. Little carnival number nine. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast, podcast that is dedicated to professional soccer here in Louisville. That would be Racing Louisville and Louisville City, as well as our men's and women's national team. We are available on Spotify, Podbean, and iTunes. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share the love. And the love this week is a new season starting this Saturday in the chilly confines of Lynn Family Stadium. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Might as, well be, might as well be playing at Lambeau with the Packers. Holy crap, it's going to be kind of chilly out there, but that's okay, man. Uh, new beginnings, and welcome back to all our friends. Really looking forward to it. And with that, come on, let's do a little five things. Actually, it's going to be six things. I squeezed one in at the end. <laughs> Who's ready for the fastest three minutes in NWSL slash USL slash national teams coverage? It's the only place in the universe you're going to get this. Are you ready? Number six. Old dog, new tricks. I played a wedding last Saturday and I sang pop tunes. <laughs> like living, what was it? Living on, a, living on a prayer? I sang that and then I sang Uptown Funk. <laughs> it was so cool. My own worst enemy. Just goes to show you can learn new things at any age. Don't hesitate to try new things. Number five, a done deal. How about that? The women's national team settling with the United States Soccer Federation for, for some, I guess you would call it back pay, to the tune of $22 million. Uh, some interesting things happening in that world that we're going to talk about with Joey coming up in a little bit. How about this? Number four, taking the lead. Jesse Marsh becomes the second American coach in the English Premier League. Um, big deal. He kind of struggled at Leipzig over in Germany. So really looking forward to see how he does. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. It's, it's really important to have American coaches succeed in that level. Here's 2.5. I guess this is number three, but I really need to squeeze this in because I just saw it. How gnarly 
Do you know who Gnarly is? Gnarly is now uh, Ocean County's uh, mascot. <laughs> they have a mascot too now. He basically looks like an orange tribble. <laughs> He's furry and anyway, you know what? I think we should get a mascot. I'm going to talk to Joey about that. Come on, I'm going to talk to him about that. and our new guest. Okay, number two, really, uh-oh, Cam Hurt, but also Weston McKenney is hurt for the national team. This is going to bode huge for this team because we need him, and we certainly need Cam here. But number one, man, break out those mucklucks. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I'm obsessing on mucklucks. It's going to be cold this week, but, man, it's great to get back to the stadium. To get, it's great to get to uh, play some drums again and hang out with our friends. And hopefully uh, the beginning of a great season, hopefully an eighth conference final for Louisville City. Wouldn't that not be fun? I think it would be fun. You would have fun. Let's all have fun. Everybody have fun. See what I did there? I filled the space in. So anyway, there you go. Six things. A new mascot, some pay. I sang some pop tunes. Oh, it's so crazy, man. I miss you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Actually, I'm just trying to fill time because I'm going to get to the end of this tune. I'm going to keep talking. And after you talk so much, what you need to do is uh, you take a little pause and take a break. And then you move on with the rest of the podcast. Ooh, it's going to be chilly. I don't even know what a muckluck is. <laughs> there you go. Six things. All for you. Uh. Let's move on with Joey Cecil. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the first part of this show is going to be discussing, obviously, the big season opener here at Lynn Family Stadium, uh, Anchorage, Alaska. It'll be like seven degrees <laughs> with Joey Cecil. Hey, Joey. Why can't we have last week's weather? Can you, you know, I mean, it was like 70 degrees and it dropped like precipitously. Uh, but you're also, before we get on with this, you are also now the proud owner of another 300 game I saw. Yes, sir. Man, yes, sir. What's that up to? How many? Uh, that is now number 29. Golly, man, that's amazing. And that, and that, and that, that the, the ball I used has got a fantastic little quick story about it, too. Do it, do it. One of my uh, associates in the bowling community, her husband had had a, you know, a massive stroke. He'd been dealing with PT and all that insurance issues and everything. Sure. And they made the decision to sell his bowling stuff. Okay. So I, I gratuitously overpaid for that bowling ball. <laughs> okay. To try to help him out. Well, there you go, man. And first game throwing it was that was that three hundred. That's awesome, so man. I take that as a little bit of karma, hopefully. Well, that's awesome, man. Hopefully, there's there's a whole bunch more in the future. Um, no, we we can hope. Yeah, man, absolutely. And what we can do also is, uh, well, here we go, round eight. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we had some small quick news before we get into the season preview. You know, they signed a couple last-minute people. Yes, you know, sir. Ian Soler, Spanish defender, okay. uh, who Danny seemed really high on. Yeah, man, bring on those Spanish uh, then, defenders. Right? <laughs> We're just taking over the country. Absolutely. We're all over. And then, uh, speaking of Danny's, Danny Fondes, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, mm-hmm. um, a goalkeeper who had been with Sounders 2 in Orange County. Okay. But now we get into the preseason preview, and we say preseason, we've got you know we're you know four days away, right? And I don't know what theme to go with in terms of a title. We've got revenge on the Rowdies tour, okay, or the Cruise Championship coaster. <laughs> I mean, it's got to me. I would I would lean towards something with Cruise because this season, you know, usually obviously it's about the players. 
But this yeah. season, because of how everything ended last year and how he put that on his shoulders, he's got it. He's it, this really is going to be a biography on him. Well, and, you know? and the whole the whole off season was his vision. Yep, absolutely. You no, know? but um, you know, as much as I don't want to focus on just one team, sure, we're going to for a second. Absolutely. You know, we've never let a team get the better of us for more than two seasons. And I'm mm. looking at you, Red Bulls. Yeah, really. For how long that happened. That's right. And the expectation this season, I got to say, is championship or bust. I I, I, I can't disagree with that. This has and to a, be. And a destroyed and demoralized Tampa Bay Rowdies in the rearview mirror. I hear you, pal. I totally you hear know. Uh, you know, I, you know, I love the phrase. I, the movie was, was terrible. But I love the phrase from Major League Two. Get off the tracks. The freight train is coming through. <laughs> and it was a bad. Oh, my God. That was a bad movie. Right? Oh, that was might one of the most disappointing movies I've ever might seen. Might be in for one of the worst sequels ever. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Oh, my God. But I never forget that quote. Get mm-hmm. off the tracks when the freight train's coming through. You know what I remember from that movie? I got to tell you, that with the coach jumping yes. up and down on the bed. That yes. was like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> there's a lot of things you could yeah, pick from that movie with that, with that description. Stuff. Sorry. Okay. I'm, but, I'm, uh, let's get back uh, to reality. You are fine. I think you know what we are now. Mm-hmm. We are younger, faster, and more dynamic, and I'm gonna say hungrier. Yes, sir, no doubt. You know, and the thing I'm most interested in seeing is I want to see Danny's vision. Right. You know, this is his roster now. Right. I want to see what his vision is, and the big thing is, you know, what's gonna be our formation. That do Do you think with Cam getting hurt, um, I, I don't see it changing too much. I don't think so. I really hope I thought about this today. I really hope we don't try a false nine. Right. That's never been our thing. Right, right, right. Um, you know, but Danny last year tend to favor a four three three, but that was also with what he had. Right. You know, this team is more versatile, it seems, and what it and with, with at least the, the player core. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been hinting it might be a back three. The club's preseason article even hinted at it. Right. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm I'm still most interested. What does Danny consider his first choice lineup? It's you know, yeah. I, it, we, it, there's only a couple guys. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And no, go ahead. If we had to win a game tomorrow, what's he going with? Granted, everyone healthy. You sure, know, sure, what sure. He going with? Well, the, the only the first guy, obviously, you're working backward forward. He's Tosh. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see how you have any success without him. Um, I don't see how you have any success without Corbin Bone. I don't sure. see how you have any success uh, without Ownby. Obviously, yeah. Cam. Um, well, what's interesting is, you know what? In that first couple of players, you did not mention the reigning captain. Right. Because not, not the personal against Paulo. It's just 30 what? Well, I mean, Bones up there, the same same thing. Right. But, but well, okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, I'm you wondering. Know? I'm wondering. Okay. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to think about that a little bit. No, it's just, you know. You know, I think a, a, a good question right now is who's going to be that first choice keeper? Right. You know, no, totally. Parker, totally. Parker's got the slight chemistry advantage, but he's mm-hmm. only actually when you think about it, he's only played nine games with us. Right. Well, I don't but, see how he's not starting. Well, unless but, but something. Morton, got, Morton has that tremendous right. overall experience. Right. I, that to me is really where it comes down to. I think that's going to be a very interesting decision who they roll with, and I really mm-hmm. hope it's not kind of what Danny did last year, where we kind of went back and forth. Right. You know. Um, I you know I think but the biggest question is going to be how do we replace Jogo's dynamism? You know, mm-hmm. who is that poor soul going to be? Well, that's that's where you start talking about formation changes. I, I don't yeah. I don't see 
I don't see who who we we could put. Well, you know, it's not going to be Oscar. Um, no, I don't think so either. Um, so, do you, I mean, the, the the most traditional like for like is 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 Amadou. Right. Right. You know, he's the only out and out left back we have on the roster. Mm-hmm. But then again, that's if we play a back four. Right. If we you know? only play three, which it'd be risky. But I'll tell you what, I'm I'm going to tell you what. There's enough youth, and some of these kids that they brought in. I mean, there's there's a even uh, obviously with Cam, you want Cam there. There is just a ridiculous amount of firepower on this team. Yeah, I mean, agreed. I see some five threes, six fours coming. <laughs> really True. Do. Well, especially if our defense, if our if our backline and defense play like they did last year right. at times, well, and if they play with three. Yeah, you know, I really could see. I could see some of these things just turning into wild west. Honestly, I mean, to True. me, that's that's exciting. Yeah, you know, but it's, it's also ex- it's also. I hope they pass out blood pressure medication when you get in the gate. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, but you bring up these young these young uh, players, and that's one of my questions. Is I'm interested in how we're going to mesh these new young players. Yeah, uh, because let's be honest. It's a bit of a gamble to go as young as they did, mm-hmm. even if it may have been necessary, because that bench is really gonna be young. Yes, it is. And when crunch time hits, you know that 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 could be the only part of our, you know, of our crew right now that is slightly lacking. Is we, you know, is just having that experience on the bench. Well, I'll tell you what. You know what I see coming, and this is this is really something I think we're gonna see come May. You know, we got 12 games under our belt, whatever. Mm-hmm. I really see finding some warmer weather where Danny says, okay, let's see, who's my 11 youngest that can function yeah. and play? Get out there. Let's see what you got. Yeah, I really could see that happening because if you want to light a fire under a team and you've got some youth that really wants to prove who they are, you're assuming, and this is assuming that we're pretty well, you know, we're doing okay in the standings. Not necessarily blowing the league away, but not not not, not in sure. in a terrible position. Turning around some game and say like you know around Memorial Day and saying, "All right, it's it's 88 degrees out. You 11, let's go. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Oh, prove yeah. prove it to me. I really can see that happening. And you know, at some point, you know, we're gonna hit that run of games where with the U.S. Open Cup restarting this year. Yep. You're oh, gonna boy. have a fixture a fixture flood. Right. Right. You know, especially if they treat us like last year where we go on the road for a number of games, too. Right. Right. You know, uh, I just, you know, also wonder, you know, is this the old guard's final run? Most of it. I can't. Yeah. You know, there's I think, you know, we were talking about this is year one of a minimum or two year maximum three year complete reset. I don't see how you can't. I mean, you start talking about guys getting into the, you know, 36 years old. Yeah, come on, you know, especially with the with the growth of American players um, and then the influx and more connections being made internationally. There's been a slew of international signings recently and, you know, relative to what USL usually does. There have been several players that are that, that they brought in. People are realizing, I think, two things. Number one, you know, the Jogo path is a real thing. Because yeah. he's doing very well at Real Sociedad. He's doing very, very well. So you're realizing that that's a real path. But at the same time, Joey, that path works back this way, too. If you're a third division player in Spain mm-hmm. and, and you've been labeled, what more could you ask for than come to a Phoenix or come to a yeah. Louisville second division and, and light this league up so you can get yourself going again? 
It sure. works both ways. I'm, and I'm excited about that prospect. I really am. You know, and I, I think it works better in our favor as a league mm-hmm. because you don't hear that about MLS. Right, exactly. That's the whole point. It's a USL path. No. MLS is still that retirement league. Absolutely. You know, you got talking about, you got, was it, who was it? Neymar was re- mentioned recently. He'd love to play in the U.S. at <laughs> some point. Of course he would. Of course they at all would. But I love the phrase, at some point. Of course. When, when my career is over and I'm no longer valuable, I'll go play yeah. in Colorado for a year and make, you know, two and a half million dollars. Oh, yeah, hold on, hold on. That, that's funny enough. You think MLS would let him go to Colorado. <laughs> it's true. Right, right. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. That's the funniest part <laughs> that of that. Is, that really, that was... <laughs> Yeah. I, I sit corrected. Believe me when I tell you. I hear oh, you, pal. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. You know, but I, um, I'm, I'm, I, go ahead. I'm, I'm thinking about the attack. The, really, what I'm excited about with Louisville City this year is firepower and a lot of it. And, and I really think, like I said, I think we better get ready for some 5 4, 4 3 games. I really think that's coming. You know, I'll, I'll own it if I'm wrong. But I just see I see firepower like this team has never had before. Sure. I, I can see it. I just, you know, you just wonder, do they hit the ground running? Right. That's right, a, right. something every year, you know. Right, right. Is, you know, how, how do they hit the ground running? Um, and I, 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 I got a final joking question. Do it. Is this the year Niall plays goalkeeper finally? <laughs> played everywhere He's played else. Every, played every other position. Come on. Man. In, in the game they play, the 10 youngsters put him in goal. Right. Yeah, uh, but but you know you kind of already addressed it. Let's let's get to the let's get to the elephant in the room. Yeah, we're starting the season without our all-time leading goal scorer. Yes, sir. And what con- concerns me the most about that is they did not give a time frame. No, they didn't. They said lengthy. The word is said le- a lengthy. While. Sca- a while, right? That's scary. <laughs> yes, a while means to me that means like three months. Yeah, but you know, you know what? I thought about it though. I, I you know I went back and thought about it and I go. While this is a huge blow, and let's not let's not forget that, right? This is not something unfamiliar to us. No, that's a, we've been through this before. Has had a relatively somehow unscathed two years, right? But this what this this has been his legacy at times, right? Right. You know, um, so you know this is not unfamiliar to us. It sucks, it especially sucks. on the eve of the season, right? But this is not something they have not worked through before. Right. And Joey, when you consider the beating he took last year. Yeah. It's a because he took a beating. Yes. That's like I said, he he matured last year from going from that guy who if he didn't get service or the ball at his feet, right. he zoned out to the guy who was holding up play. Exactly. exactly. And he did take a beating for it. Yes, he did. And and, and, and no. it did Yeoman's work last year. Yes, he did. So maybe three months off at his age with 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 the with the, with the strain of his body and what he's gone yeah. through. Maybe that's not the worst thing in the world, you know? Yeah. And I was thinking, I don't know what's happened, but does anybody have Samuel Asante's phone number? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are we sure? Are we sure Luke Spencer is officially, officially retired? Officially retired. Right, 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 right. I mean, it's, I mean, I know Dane Kelly got snapped up, damn it. But, mm, uh, really. yeah. Is there, like, I mean, who can we get? Is Wondolowski still out there? Well, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd play. You know, you know what? No, he, if he's available, you know who'll sign him? Cincinnati. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. No way I can enjoy two things at the same exactly. time. Wando and FC since he losing. Oh my god, it's so funny. So, man, so, do you do you have a number? Do you think roughly um, as far as placement? I mean, it's impossible to guess, but you know, I see us contending all the way through. 
I really do. I think this team's as good as any team in the league right now. And I, I'm not. A, I'm so. I'm so not a homer. But there's sure. just this, this league. This team is is, is stacked. It really well, is. And, I mean, if you if you look at it too, um, you know, I was looking at the standings the other day, the Eastern Conference and Western Conference alignment. Right. I mean, Eastern Conference is us, Birmingham, and Tampa. Yep. I'll just say it. You know. And that's it. Yep. So I think it's it's I think it's it's like I've said championship or bust. Yeah, I, I, you know, mm-hmm. you know FC Tulsa they frustrated us last year, but they didn't go far. Mm-mm. Lily Ball in Pittsburgh is always just mind numbing to play against. They haven't done. There are two Nothing. teams that didn't that didn't do anything as far as I saw that I thought might do something. Pittsburgh was one of them. Hartford was the other. I, I thought that you'd see some fire out of this thing, and it's just like. I see them going backwards. I, I don't see, I don't see Hartford making a move. I don't see, uh, I, I I don't see Pittsburgh making a move. I don't think the Red Bulls are going to be worth anything because no, they'll, they, you know, with the new I, league you know, and I, stuff. I don't, the, I, don't, I don't think the two teams are worth anything. Right. It's it's completely with the focus being next year. Exactly. You know, transitioning to the new league. Right. This is the swan song that they can't get out soon enough. Right. That's what I'm saying. I I don't see you know? any of these teams doing anything this year. And Indy is still Indy, you know. They're just they're 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 there. Yeah, I, I don't see anything that made me go. No. It made you worry, but I, I'm telling you, this this team could be. You know, really matters with Cam being hurt. You have to assume when you say when you say that injury, you have to assume we're probably not going to see him till May. Let's say you don't sure. see him till the first week of May at the earliest. At least, right? Yeah. Exactly. You say your know, Memorial Day. This team could still be a bulldozer. I really, I, I'm yeah. telling you. It's it really you know keeper play and what's the formation defensively, but when you talk about the guys up top, come on, come on, I, you know, injuries yeah, are always I, are always are always an issue. But when you start talking about no, I, I really I, I really, think, I think the big thing is this. Mm-hmm. The big thing is the month of April. Okay, we are on the road four straight weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's good and point. that's gonna be without Cam. Yep, and you know that's that's the big stretch. Mm-hmm. I think you go through the month of April with only one home game, yeah. And you know that's five games through there. We go to we go to San Diego. We go to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they survive that. You know, with at least two three wins, mm-hmm. and you're still top half. And I mean top half. What I mean is top half of the playoff teams. Right, I don't right, mean right, 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 right. Absolutely, you're still top four. Everyone should be afraid. Yep. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. You know, if, if, if if they are in the top four after April with, God forbid, nothing else popping up. Right. Nobody else getting getting injured. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be terrified. Because yeah. if you go four straight weeks on the road, that means you got a, you got a string coming to you. Right. Right. You know, so... That's you know that that's my only concern is we're we're, we're going to be without Cam. We've been without him before, right? Um, but it is a very young team at the same time, mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> I'm very interested to see what that first lineup is. Yeah, yeah, I'm, um, I'm so you know, excited. If, if I'm going off what Danny did at the end of last year, a four three three, my first choice, I got Morton and Goal just for right. I just go with the experience there. Right, right, me too. And I go from left to right, um, Amadou. Uh, Winder, Toach, and Oscar. Okay, four. Yep. I, I'm going four three three based off what he did at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to speculate until 
you know, he confirms he's going with a back three. Right, 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 right. You know, if we're going three in the midfield, I may shock you here a little bit. Do it. Going Paulo, Corbin, and I put Nile there, especially with how he played at the end of last year. Hmm. He played in that deeper role. It's not ideal, okay. but he stepped, he stepped up at the end of last year. I think he or Tyler Gibson are probably there. Right, because I'm, you know, if if I'm thinking of a team that's really going to be focused on putting as much pressure as possible, I'm trying. I'm trying to balance the. the I'm trying to balance the balance that Nial brings you versus some of the fire that that Tyler can bring you. I, I hear you. It's yeah. you know what I'm saying. I, I it's. I, I'm trying not to speak out of preference because I want to see this team just just go sure. nuts this year. I, you know. Sure. But I mean, it's fair to say that with Niall, it brings more of a balanced presence with it. So okay, all right. And then my front three are you know Jorge, Ownby, and Cam was penciled in there, right. but I put Harris. Right. Oh yeah. He's not going to be there at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I think that that'd be my first choice. Um, arguably, I think the middle three are the ones that are the ones that could go most most change up. You know. Yeah. So, uh, and also whatever the back back line is going to be. Four, three, whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But you know, as you know, as much as I know you're a big Sharpie fan, I think mm-hmm. this is. I think you got to put Winder in there and let him start gotta, getting that experience. I hear you. No, no, no. I'm not, I, I agree with that, and, and I think that he's a diamond in the rough. This is the, from what people are saying. First of all, apparently he got some. He got some love from a team of Portugal, from what I heard. Is that okay. true? And I, I, you know, I'm pretty, one of the one of the Winder kids got. Yeah, because because his his other brother is now no longer with us. Tucson. Right, he's, he's on with, loan. He's on loan to Tucson. But I believe yeah. one of them was in Portugal, I believe. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this is what I'm saying, is that there's there's a, an, an avenue for younger kids to come into this team and, 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 and chase their dreams that five years ago they wouldn't have been able to do because it would have been MLS or bust, literally. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- I don't think that's the case anymore. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, um, I mean, I love Niall. Don't get me wrong. But it, it, there's, if, if if I think earlier, my final point on all of this is, if we create excitement, as opposed to creating balance, and then that balance leads to more, a couple more points through ten games, I guess that's an okay thing. But I want people grinding their teeth coming to these games this year. There's just mm-hmm. something that we that's something we haven't had in a couple yeah. of years. And I would love to see that ratcheted up a little bit where you're coming to this and it's more of like of a hockey game where you know it's going to be 5-3. <laughs> you know I, I and that's that's where I'm going to be the devil's advocate. Sure, I'm man. the guy. I'm the Al Davis. Yeah, okay. Just win. Just win, baby. I, I hear you. I don't care. You know, I used to be all about style points and you know won something. Right. I don't care. Go right. win. Just go win. If I'm we got to win one, if we got to win one nothing every game, I'm gonna hate it. Yeah, man. But I'd rather be at the top of the table with a with oh, a totally. ton of one nothings. Totally, totally. All right, man. You know. So uh, unless there's anything else you want to add, uh, we're gonna wrap this segment up, and then we're gonna talk a little uh, American uh, Soccer Federation and our women's national team, and some some big news that's coming out of there. Yes, everybody, make sure Saturday to bring bring all of your. Uh, old logo stuff, okay. um, you know, just so we can burn them. As we can say, <laughs> Where are your muck lucks? I don't even know what a muck logo, luck is. Bring, yeah, bring the rejected logo paraphernalia, <laughs> and let's all go raid the FC Cincinnati store. Yeah. 
I don't want to give them my money, but if it's going to go to this cause, is me staying warm they're and burning their stuff, I'm okay with it. Joe, they're probably giving it away by now. <laughs> you mean just like they did tickets? Well, wooden spoons burn. You in the attendance? <laughs> you can burn oh, all yeah, kinds of wooden spoons. Everyone's going to go to Nippert Stadium when you pay a buck at the Kroger checkout. You're that pal. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, we're going to be right back. Okay, before we get on with the rest of the show, I know you all have been waiting anxiously for this. I know I've been waiting for months, ladies and gentlemen. The MLS moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's back. The most concise MLS coverage you could ever want or care about. Here it is. The New Jersey Red Bulls from Harrison, New Jersey, lead the standings in the East. The Red Bulls play in New Jersey, by the way. Oh, about a million people showed up to watch a team in Charlotte play that doesn't have Enzo Martinez, so good for them. Yeehaw! The Austin team, they're, uh, they're leading the West, and guess who's in dead last already? <laughs> they are the gift that keeps on giving. I, I mean, it's so funny. Cincinnati, not only are they losing again, but... They just continue to find creative ways to break their supporters' heart. Lose five nothing in the opener, and then they're uh, they're up a man, and then they get a penalty on them on the ninety seventh minute or something like that, and they lose one nothing at home against Delta House or whatever. The Washington team's called anyway. There you go, your MLS moment. How about a new contributor? Are you ready? Here we go. Okay, as promised, we have a brand new contributor to the show. This is Alex Lynch. Alex, how are you, sir? I'm good, Joe. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. That's awesome, man. I'm glad that you're doing this. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, before we get into anything, I would love to have you talk a little bit about yourself and who you are. Yeah, so um, Louisville born and raised, resident here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been a Louisville City season ticket holder since year one. Nice. Um, I guess just a fun little quirky fact about me is that when Louisville City did the adult rec league uh, for the first year last year, okay. I signed up for it. Mm-hmm. And the first game in warm-ups, as a goalkeeper, that's what I play. Okay. I broke my leg. <laughs> so I don't mean to laugh. It, a, oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, no, it is, it's, it's kind of poetic justice, but I retired on top with a clean sheet. There you go. There you go, man. <laughs> I'll put it to you. If I tried to do that, I'd break my leg just trying to get into the get into the facility. So. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So. I, I am now strictly a soccer fan from the stands. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. But it, it's and you said you were here from the beginning. Did you go to the uh, very first game? Did you go to that St. Louis game, or did you just start sometime during that season? I did. I was there for oh. Matt Bondi and Brian Burke. I was even at the press conference when they announced the nice, team with man. Wayne Estenopel, James O'Connor, when they had the team in the the original logo. Yeah, I was there. That's awesome, bro. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, once again, thanks a lot for being a part of the show. Uh, yeah. And what we normally do is that, um, I'm going to let you uh, bring up whatever topic you want, and uh, please go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. So one of the main things that I really uh, like to discuss or, or just uh, – talk about is the new coming signees the off-season signees Mm. so it's kind of been this this cloud over you know avid fans head about the age of the core group um and you know for example brian ombi's 31 corbin bone is 33 niall mccabe 31 Mm -hmm. oscar jimenez 32 so with uh, with that age starting to creep up um not only just for retirement purposes but also the physical body with injuries absolutely and obviously which i know a lot about i'm 33 <laughs> myself with a broken um, leg playing soccer yeah exactly <laughs> um 
I guess the coaching staff, you know, I think did a really good job about uh, the transition pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that we did lose um, Gomez last year, right, and right. he's doing very well in the Spanish yes, league. Yes, he is, man. Yeah, he's doing very well. But the new players for Louisville City, I'm really excited about. Um, so one, one in particular, uh, which could do some serious damage in the forward attacking, is Ray Serrano. Uh, yes. Now, Ray Serrano is 19, but I just read today that he was the youngest signee for any professional soccer organization in America ever. Really? Okay, okay. So he signed with, I think, the Seattle Sounders at 15, and then beat Freddie Adu. Right, right. And you know something? Do you know something, Alex? I think just a couple of days ago you're saying that, and and, and a light bulb went off. I think NYCFC just did something very similar. I think, I think they did. They yep. signed somebody that was very, very young as well. Anyway, it's great to see that happening here, and, and I'm sure it's going to happen more and more. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, another young forward, Wilson Harris, which I'm excited to see. He's 22. Mm-hmm. Enoch Maititi, I won't even try his last name. He's 22. <laughs> right, right. So the overall, um, I guess, state of the of the of the roster is I think is going to be young and energized yeah, man. which I think we we kind of need at this point with the I'm not saying they're aging in a bad way but kind of they're aging and we need some insurances to make sure that we can cover the positions absolutely I think we can so, we can, we can uh, add Jorge Gonzalez into that too I think he's only like 22 yes, or 23 actually technically speaking he is a new signee mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm really ex- I, actually I, he is primed for a breakout year. If yeah, he man. stays healthy, I think he could be, and I and I hate to do this, but I'm going to say it, but he could be the next Cameron Lancaster. Yeah, man. See, see, the reason I hype on him because he's a Spaniard, and I'm, I am. No, are you? <laughs> yes, I am. My mother's from Spain, and awesome, uh, I was man. the only one that was born here. And um, <laughs> so it's like I hype on him all the time, probably more than I should. And he, you're talking about him. My cousin, uh, Pedro, lives in Madrid, and he's part of the Louisville City group. And he's been posting things about Jorge Gonzalez. I'm sorry, about Jonathan Gomez uh, with him in Real Sociedad. But he's yep. also keeping an eye uh, on what Gonzalez does here because he's a kid. You, I'm so in agreement with you in the fact that this kid can have a monster year. He was so good with the Portland Timbers too, two years ago. Yep. And he's got the potential, man. Absolutely. I'm very excited to see that. I'm, I'm sad that Cam's hurt. Don't get me wrong. It's just that. Exa- yeah. Mm-hmm. When I saw that news, I think it was yesterday or today, my heart kind of sank for a bit. Yep. But then I realized the pieces that we have in place, not only, you know, Brian Ombi for d- dribbling it down deep and crossing it, but also we have Niall McCabe and Paolo to help distribute. Absolutely. But the younger guys like Wilson Harris and Ray Serrano, mm-hmm. um, even Jorge scored a lot last year. So yes, I sir. think we're going to be fine. Yep. It's just going to be a matter of shuffling those pieces around to make sure that we can connect. Right, right. And, and that's I, we're totally in agreement. It's I think that, you know, I've mentioned to Joey too, that I think – this is a part of a, of, a, of a plan of a couple of years or a two or three year plan to sort of transition some of these guys out because we're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, the, the, we're a little bit long in the tooth and, and uh, we're going to have to start doing something soon. So, Exactly, yeah. And, and I'm hoping slash expecting some of these young guys will stick around for multiple years. Absolutely. Um, that's what the culture is here, especially with the likes of Niall McCabe. Mm-hmm. He's been here since year one, and also Paolo. Mm-hmm. Brian's been here a while. So 
I think that the the facilities are just state of the art. I mean, even better than some MLS stadiums and facilities. So I think the culture's there, the facilities. So I think these young guys are in a good spot, and I think they're really going to blossom and flourish. Yeah, so do I. I think the, you know, even with Cam being hurt, you know, it's not a. It sounds like it's an extended injury, but it's it's not. I don't want to use the word fatal. That's a little heavy, but it's it's, it's not something that's going to keep him out the whole year. Yeah, that's what exactly. it, makes it sounds like. So. You know, um, and we've we've made a we've made a living at bring about bringing back players from injury later in the season and having them flourish. Yeah, <laughs> in a way, and sadly, I, but you know. And I really hope. I mean, he's still got a solid two years left in him physically, so I'm really yeah. hoping. Despite the injury, I'm hoping he comes back next year for the new year and just plays, has an absolute blast, and just sinks every single goal he touches. So yeah, Cameron has done so much for the club. Yes, he has. Great guy, stand-up character. I wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely, man. I totally agree with you. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing the roster um, and, and how this whole thing gels between the youth and, and age. Um, Absolutely. Cool, man. Um, let's talk a little about stadiums. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Louisville City has... Not, I won't even say arguably, but the best stadium in the league. Yeah, man. Um, probably the highest capacity, mm-hmm. and it's built to be expandable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did my research, and there's all sorts of stadiums being built and renovated as we speak. Yes, there are. So Monterey Bay in, in California, mm-hmm. they have officially broken ground. Mm-hmm. The Colorado uh, team... Uh, has Winder Field, and that is actually being built as we speak. Okay. Phoenix Rising, they have a good-looking stadium. Yeah, man. They really do. Yeah. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Charlotte Independents, uh, they just renovated Memorial Stadium, so they've made some upgrades. Right, right. Now, what's interesting about that is I'm going to tie this in with Austin. So Austin just got an MLS franchise, right, but right. there was the Austin – USL team. Bold, right? The Austin Bold, I think. Yeah, Austin Bold. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the Austin Bold ownership is thinking about relocating to Fort Worth. Right. And I think that would be a smart move. Absolutely. Now, Charlotte just got an MLS uh, franchise. Right. But Charlotte also has the Charlotte Independence. Which I think moved to League One. Is that right? Yeah, I believe they moved down to League One. Okay, but I, still, I, I it's still relevant. That, no, but that's yeah. okay. But it's still relevant because it's totally relevant. Because when we start talking about the possibility of of having tiers and having that sort of promotion relegation thing, we're going to need facilities for the League One teams too. I mean, there's no, there's you know, absolutely, they all have absolutely. to be any team in USL, regardless of what tier they're in. If they're building stadiums, it matters. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And mm-hmm. you know, there's also Rhode, Rhode Island. I just saw yes, running their Providence. stadium. looks It looks great. Yeah. So over the next three to five years in the USL, there are going to be 25 new stadiums. That's amazing. That is incredible growth. Yes, it is. I am. I am here for it. I want to yeah, see man. it. I want. Yes, that is incredible. Not only just for the communities, but the sport as a whole. I mean, that's just so much exposure for the game. Right. And I think there's there's some new st- there's some cities that don't have franchises yet that probably are or probably will get involved. I'm not sure I'm pretty sure Baltimore has nothing going on yet. You got the new team in Queens. Yep, Queensboro. Queensboro in New York City uh yep. in a soccer crazy area. Queens is, you know, it's a very diverse ethnic area and I'm telling you 
I'm from from living pretty close to there, they're crazy about the game, and um, <laughs> talking about cities like even bringing you know Jacksonville, another yep. city. There's plenty, yep. and then you got plenty of big cities in this level too: Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, that aren't going anywhere. So, I, yeah, man, I it just we're in we're in great shape right now because we're trendsetters. I think you know, and when it comes to building, absolutely, you know, I, I think Louisville has not only set the bar extremely high, but they have Louisville has they're almost in a league of their own. Yeah, man. If, if I'm getting being completely honest, and, and that's from a fan points perspective, that's from a facility perspective, from a culture perspective, mm-hmm. but also even from a winning perspective. Totally. We have an incredible record. We we lift trophies. Mm-hmm. Um and so I, I really, really am excited about the the expansion and the growth of the USL and the potential of pro reg coming. Yeah, I man. Mean, that, if I, I'm being completely honest, it's being structured to eventually be implemented. I believe so, too. I, I, and I hope so. I pray for that day. I really yeah. do. We're not ready yet. You know, some of, the, some of the purists, and me and Joey have talked about this, some of the purists think that we could just, you know, flip a light bulb, and, and all of a sudden we're just like England. And it's just not the case. We no. don't want teams that are playing in our, you know, we don't want teams in Division One playing in baseball stadiums. I'm sorry. I know exactly. that, the, you know, I know we got the New York City team that plays at Yankee Stadium. All right, fine. That's an exception, I guess, to the rule of Yankee Stadium. But we don't want that as a norm. And, right. but, but the thing is, until this country, I believe, until there are enough Division Three teams that are playing in soccer facilities, it doesn't have to be 20,000. 5,000 is fine. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, until we get that happening here, we can't even talk about it. But, yeah, right. I think we're, we're definitely setting up for that. I totally agree with you. We're lining up for it. But, yeah, you're right. There's, there's still teams up in the MLS – even in the USLC, the championship, like Tampa Bay, they're playing in an old uh, oh, baseball yep. stadium. stadium. Yeah. Um, so they're doing the best with what they have, and yep. there are some ex- exceptions and extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. But I completely am in alignment with you in saying that we need to have soccer-specific stadiums. Right. There needs to be, you know, good rules about that, and, and you know, absolutely. So they're teeing up the shot for the pro reg, but it's still a ways away. But I'm really excited for when it is. And then there was also another rumor swir- swirling around last year, or early, uh, yeah, about last year about switching to a european football calendar right we've talked about that a little bit here it's pros and cons i totally get it man there's that, that cold weather Ooh. It, it it sucks i completely understand and i if if i were an owner in the louisville city organization or a mm-hmm. coach then i would be worried about competing with Louisville basketball when they're winning, obviously. Yeah, right, right, right. But then also with Louisville football and also what's going on with all of the fish fries and all those school events going on on the weekends. Right, and I, right. I, I, I hear that. I really do, and I believe you're right. I think that the city in general, it's it's in a it's in a period of transition, right, where there's there's sort of this there there are newer things not just newer things but newer ideas and and yep. newer ways to you know to do all of this you know we went to a, a Louisville game against UK a bunch of us went to that game and even though you know we were you know U of L fans and they got the living crap kicked out of them there's still a decent amount of people there right and and, and it's that's not going to change 
It's not going to change anytime no. soon. So no. I totally agree with you, man. It's going to take it's going to take some time. You know, th- th- there are pros. But you know, the the cons, the cons and the pros. The cons to me are the weather, right? I mean, that's obviously yeah. the cold weather. Competing against other products that are already that are established are also those are the two big things. Yeah. Here's the deal: if this if this team performs well and they become as they've as they're becoming, uh, 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 you know, deeply entrenched in this culture in the city. People will come. I, I, you know, enough people that are have don't go to anything <laughs> are out there. You know, and, I completely agree with you, you know? on that. Yeah, the the culture of this city is very unique, but also it runs deep. Yes, sir. And the players and the coaches, I think part of getting a contract with Louisville City is you have to be able to embrace the community and be a part of the culture. I agree. And I, I definitely agree with you is that the, the pros outweigh the cons. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they were to switch to a European football calendar uh, where they had a small three-week break, um, I don't, right. if, I think in January, right. I still think it would go over well. Um, but for me personally, mm-hmm. if you talk to me about sitting out in blistering heat with sunburn right. or – bundling up having you know drinking maybe a hot toddy or some sort of liquid liquid layer Mm -hmm. i would honestly have to say i'd rather sit in the cold because you can bundle up and deal with it that's the that's i've been saying that for years is that (laughs) i can put layers on i can't take them off you don't want to see me naked (laughs) (laughs) exactly and i'm telling you there's the the thing that i look at and i've told people and we've, we've even said here i'm if we have to come up with the best solution if they do that. That doesn't mean it's a good solution that everybody's going to like, but the absolute best solution to me if they choose to do this is load up the last two or three weeks before and after your break, whatever that break is, with as many games in the southern and western part of the country as you possibly can. Yep. And then take your four-week break, whatever the heck it's going to be, and then you start up again, you do the same thing. You load up the first week, or not week, but the first three weeks or so with as many games in Phoenix, San Diego, Tampa. That's where you load your games up. Yep. That means that's completely right. And that's because of weather and comfort and temperature. Exactly. So a town like Hartford, for example, wouldn't have to worry about a game at home for almost three months. And, And I think you can you can somehow justify it, and even if they play one game in that period. And you call it the Winter Classic or some stupid thing. You can market it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There's a way to do this. I'm not a big fan of the idea. I'm not saying that I'm advocating for it. And the other thing I've said is that if Edwards is doing this, he's made a lot of good decisions. He's doing it for a reason. Exactly. He's, you know? So He comes from the Premier League, and he is, he is structuring the USL League, the whole umbrella, just like the European Leagues. Right, right, right. So I'm I'm for it either way. If it stays this way, we're already used to it. Let's keep doing it. Right. If you want to switch it, I will embrace it. I will do it, and I will figure out what's going on with my own personal schedule with it. Yeah, man. So so I'm going to ask you, what do you, as far as the future is concerned, what do you think? Oh man, so that is a load of questions. So <laughs> I before I became a huge huge fan. Back in the first two or three years, I was like, Louisville was going to the MLS, MLS, MLS. That was the end game. I understand. Mm -hmm. 
Sure. But then the league started growing. It started expanding. It just, it got different tiers, and it renamed, mm-hmm. rebranded itself. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of into this now. I like the whole tier system. The pro regs coming. Right. Um, the facilities. So, um, I am okay either way. Now, okay. speaking of the future, one year ago this month, mm-hmm. Brad Estes did say that over the next six to twelve months, and we're on this month. Uh, we're going to have a conversation about putting Louisville City as an MLS bid. Right. And that happened a year ago. Right. I still think the owners are having that conversation. Sure. They'd be crazy not to. Look, it's it's it, it is it's a business venture. It is. You it's know, for profit. And that is it's a for-profit organization. We do it differently here. People can argue all day all long about whether it's right or it's wrong. I don't waste my time with right or wrong. I waste my you know, I spend my time on what is Yep. And that's it. This is what it is. MLS yep. is a profit venture. They're there to make money for their investor operators. Yep. It's And that's just the way it is. Now, you either accept it for what it is or you don't. That's how I look at it. Exactly. And, you know, four years ago, five years ago, I was strictly MLS. Nowadays that I'm older and wiser and I've just embraced the whole thing, I'm okay either way. It's going to be okay. It's going to be Louisville City Soccer. It's going to be good for the community. It already is. Yep. Let's you know, it's about community, and that's what it is, and that's what it's always going to be. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited for the future either way. But USL, I mean, they're they're growing, expanding an awful lot. Yes, they are. And it it, it kind of makes the little voice in my inside my head speculate because that's always fun. <laughs> um, it, you know, we talked about pro reg, but. With how much they're growing and expanding, I mean, do you, it, it's plausible that they could eventually want to compete with MLS as a Tier 1 league. It would take a lot of work, and it would take some intervention. I'm not saying that it's impossible. I think right. it, I think it's something that the, if I was doing my thing, I would worry about my house and building whatever future I can with the tools available. Yes. You know, yes. And, and that's to me, you know, as far as competing – with someone else, I don't. I'm not saying it's not possible. I mean, anything's possible, especially with soccer. This is a very fluid situation right now. We're seeing seventy thousand at Charlotte. We're seeing all of this stuff. We're seeing a world of American players. This new breed of American players being, you know, the big thing now. The Fed is hire a Yank. You know, I mean, that's that's really the thing. Or you know, or sign a Yank. Fads yep. end. You know, fads end, and at some point, all of this is going to taper off. What it looks like when you start hitting the downslope, what are you going right. to do? And that's, to me, what I think Edwards and what we should be focused on is when that downslope happens. It, it's going to happen. It, it happens to everything. It's happened to basketball. It's happened to baseball. It's happened to NASCAR. Yeah. It's happened to the NFL. It's happened to hockey. It's going to happen to soccer. That, to me, is what I, we I should focus on. I agree with you. What goes up must come down. Absolutely. And Edwards is a very smart man, and he's, he's made a lot of smart decisions, and I think he's also building – the business model that has a good safety net. Right. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. So as far as the future for the club, mm-hmm. the, right now, I don't see them doing any wrong. Right. I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like, if they if they decide this, great. Go do it. They're going to own it. If they decide right. that, I'm going to support it. So whatever they do, whoever they sign, I'm on board with. And, you know, I'm also excited for the, uh, Lexington FC. Yeah, man. You know, it's very <laughs> important to get that going. Rivalry, that's going to be great to have that. 
Absolutely. I, I'm 100% on board, and that stadium looks great. It's going to be great for the for the sport, great for the community. I'm 100% on board for Lexington FC. Dude, I'm hoping for an E-Town. I'm hoping, that, you know what I'm saying? Think, I'm hoping for Harlan. Would that go League 1 or League 2? Probably League, League 2. But you know what? That's the, you know, we're talking about over the next five to ten years because right. that's that's really it is is getting, you know, to finish up. That's really what we're trying to build is this foundation for the next generation. Americans, and, and when we do sports, we want, it, we want everything 15 minutes ago. That's kind of right. how I think about it. We right. can't do this 15 minutes ago. Everybody's all hyped about soccer, and soccer's going to be fine. Everything's perfect. Everything's wonderful. It only takes one good shove, and this yep. whole thing could fall apart. Everybody thinks You're it's Im- Im- right. impenetrable. It's not. There's no sport is impenetrable. All it takes is one gambling scandal. All it yep. takes is one something, one something, one something, and all of a sudden, you know, we have a budding, intense soccer culture growing in the United States. Not necessarily an MLS culture, but a soccer culture. We need to focus yep. on that, and that's where those League Two and League One teams really, really, really. Well, you know, throw two more MLS franchises out there, big deal. It's those seventy League Two teams that we need. Absolutely, you know, that's, those, those, that's really the grassroots movement yep. in the academies, also that are associated with that. Agreed. Um, that's where the players really get the, a feel for the professional game, the culture. And if they, if the coaches and the administration think they can rise on up, then hopefully they can go up to the next league. So Absolutely, I, I'm all for it. And I, re, E-Town, maybe even Bowling Green. I mean, yeah, man, absolutely. Favorite. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's turn Kentucky from. A, I mean, I, I like basketball, I like football, but soccer. There's there's just something about it. Yes, let's, sir. FC Hopkins, FC Hopkins, Hopkinsville. <laughs> I'm in, <laughs> man. That doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. <laughs> Well, dude, I'll tell you what. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, is any, do you have any thoughts you want to finish with? Or? Man, I'm just glad that the 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 whole fan base has embraced not only the, the club and, the, and the, the team, but also embraces each other, the diversity, the inclusiveness of it. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy to be a part of it. I'm super excited to see everyone at the games. Me too, man. So, Alex, thank you so much for being a part of this, man. We'll, we'll have you on again real soon. I appreciate it, Joe. Have a good one. All right, pal. All right, we want to thank Alex Lynch for his contribution to the show this week. Great job. Great to have him on board. Uh, Looking forward to bringing him back again soon. Uh, If you would like to join us and maybe throw a few minutes out there of what you think about Lou City and racing and soccer and, I don't know, cats or something, you are more than welcome to join. I will definitely try to fit you in. Reach out to me on Facebook, on one of the pages. Message me. Uh, Also, we have the Center Forward Podcast uh, Twitter account, so you can reach out there as well. Hey, folks, did you hear it's going to be cold Saturday? So you have to be ready. And that's what this segment's all about, folks. I care. (laughs) I really do. And I want you to be prepared. So get your pens, get your pencils, um, your iPad, a quill, if that's your thing. You dip it in ink, whatever. Here it is. Some tips about staying warm at the game this week. Number one, what you need to do is dress in layers. You always hear that, right? Dress in layers. Very important. You lose any t-shirt. You lose a long shirt. You have a, then you have a shirt with a picture of me on it because you want to keep me close to your heart. <laughs> then you have your lucidity uh, sweatshirt, your lucidity hoodie, uh, jacket, hat, gloves, whatever it takes. Stay warm. Be careful. You want gloves because of number two. Number two, remember that alcohol lowers your blood pressure. So kids, remember only let's keep it down to about eight to ten beers. Uh, you know, uh, please just be careful. Don't drink too much. Ha ha ha. Number three, stamp your feet and move around. That's very important. 
Remember Kevin Cosner and Sean Connery and the Untouchables? When Sean Connery tells him, stamp your feet, you'll stay warm. He's right. Keep that blood flowing. Stamp. Come play drums with us with the groove machine. Do whatever you got to do. Um, just keep moving, but remember not to get too sweaty because you don't want to get too sweaty. Getting too sweaty is bad. You want to make sure you keep all that sweat off of you. So whatever you have to do to not get sweaty, I feel uncomfortable talking about this now. <laughs> so we're going to stop talking about sweat. Sweat when you get home. Anyway. And last but not least, have a good time. It's all about having fun. Go to the game. Enjoy yourself. Hugging. See, there you go. You stay warm by hugging your friends. Hugging people you haven't seen in months, right? That would be a wonderful way to stay warm. We want you to stay warm. We want you to stay happy. We want you to stay invigorated. Like I said, you want to come down and beat on some drums? That might help a little bit. But all in all, you kids be careful at the game this Saturday. And by you kids, I mean you old drunks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing you all. I really, really am. Uh, but it is, it's kind of important. You, you, you don't want to get sick or anything like that in, in this weather. Just got to be careful. Hopefully this cold weather will be behind us real soon. Uh, there you go. See, I care. I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah, try to keep it down between 8 and 10 beers <laughs> if you can. Anyway, let's get uh, going here with uh, Joey Cecil. All right, we're back with Joey Cecil. We're going to be talking uh, primarily about the women's national team uh, and a couple of uh, big things that happened. Well, actually, there's three things that happened in the last week and a half or so. Uh, Joe, I think we're going to start with the uh, settlement between the women's national team and the United States Soccer Federation. Yeah, so it came out. Uh, they, they did reach a settlement. The official settlement was for $24 million. Mm-hmm. The players will receive a lump sum of $22 million of that. Right. And U.S. Soccer will also pay an additional $2 million, rounding out the twenty-four into an account to benefit mm-hmm. the, the U.S. women's national team players and their post-career goals and charitable efforts directly related to women's and girls' soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the USS, USSF, God, that's a terrible acronym. Yeah. Wow, it's so hard to say. <laughs> U.S. Soccer Federation, there we go, yeah. is also committed to providing an equal rate of pay going forward mm-hmm. for the women's and men's national teams in all friendlies and tournaments, including the World Cup. Okay. So before we get into that whole equal pay sticking point, sure, um, you know, good news to get this in the rearview mirror, Absolutely. even though I don't think we're done hearing about it for a while. Right. You know, but good news getting it in the rearview some rearview mirror some way somehow. Yeah, you know, it's important to get it's it's definitely important to to, to end this chapter. You're yeah. always going to have the people that are, it's never enough. You're always going to have the people that are just going to ask why why why. But the vast majority of people, I'm going to say that that really focuses on this are like, good man. Let's just this is a yeah. good thing. It is a good yeah. thing. I mean, how do you say it's yeah. not a good thing? There is a Correct. very valid, very valid argument to be made to make sure that the women's players are paid adequately for their services. I think merit matters. Yeah, I don't think it's the deciding factor because I could see this from both, and I try to look at things from both sides. Of course, you know. So, but at the same time. You know, I've been a big advocate of women's professional sports because it makes this, it makes society a better place. Sure. You know, it, it certainly helps the women to play. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, but at the same time, it contributes to society and, and creates more avenues for conversation and connection. And to sure. me, that's the most important thing of all of it as well. You know, arm in arm with making sure that people have an opportunity to grow and has, have an opportunity to contribute and do positive things for, for other people. 
So I, 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 I'm, ex- I'm pretty ecstatic about it, um, and I was glad to see it. Um, I, I, I'm just wondering how much, how much when they start talking about equal pay. Yeah, I'm wondering what they mean by that because I'm, I'm, so, if they're saying, go ahead, go ahead, do you think? I think the thing is, it's about the bonuses was a big sticking point. Right. So you ready for these numbers? Sure. This blew my mind when I actually compared them because this is insane. Mm-hmm. Making a World Cup team nets a men's player sixty-seven thousand dollars as a bonus. Right. For a woman, that's thirty-seven five. That's bullshit. Right off the bat, that's just that's to me. That's good. Good. You're, you're jumping the gun. We're not even done yet. <laughs> not me. Hold your age. Let it bottle up. Absolutely. Uh, a win by the U.S. men's team against a team outside the top 25 results in a player getting a bonus of 9375 mm-hmm. while the loss is 5000 Right. For the women, a win against a team ranked outside the top eight is 5250 mm. and nothing for a loss. Winning the World Cup would net each male player $407,000 mm-hmm. while a woman would make 110000 Here's the thing. I get, I get, though, why the numbers have to be different. Mm-hmm. Because U.S. soccer would go bankrupt with how often the women cash in. Because <laughs> the men's team is such trash compared to Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, dark comedy there. I'm not being serious. <laughs> dark, dark, dark humor. <laughs> that, those numbers are insane. Yes, they are. It, that, it's that much of a disparity. Mm-hmm. When, honestly, you know what? Those numbers should be flipped. Right. That's the men's team should have to work their way up to what the women get paid just in terms of merit. From a, Dude, you just said the word on the... You just hit it on the head. The merit. There are two avenues of, of compensation here. Number one is based on the actual hard numbers of how many eyes you have watching the sport. Okay? How many tickets are being sold? How many... Yeah. Um, your sponsorships... Joey, those are factors that have to be considered. And if Team sure. A, and I'm not even putting one or the other, if Team A has a million eyes and Team B has 200,000 eyes, then there's really no justification from that perspective to give Team B more, okay? Mm-hmm. But where the women absolutely have had an argument from day one, and I've been behind 100%, is what we just talked about and what you just mentioned. You can incentivize players based on success to give them more money that has nothing to do with how many people are are watching it on television or how many people are going to a game. That's not the point of it. That's what they've missed. That's just what the Soccer Federation has screwed up from day one. They've taken something called incentive and they connected it to the amount of people that are watching it from a manufacturing perspective. And that, to me, is a mistake. Yeah. Absolute mistake. The women deserve more for what they've done from a merit perspective. And that part of the argument, for some reason, on the other side of this thing, don't even want to acknowledge it. And they're wrong, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've always joked, there's a reason there are four stars over the women's crest. Right. And the men's is pretty, it's it's, it's, it's pretty lonely. <laughs> Plenty of room. <laughs> there, there's, there's, Wait a second, there's you, a you know, we don't get stars Wait, for the no. Nations Cup? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and, and, you know, I, I get the whole economics thing. Right. You know, maybe the men's team does sell more and stuff. That's still, or, and Joey, or, we or, have or to take that into account. And that's but what I'm saying. The the, but at the end of the day, you know, 
Let me pull something up here, actually. Let me see something. And that's what I'm saying. Is that if, if a person takes a balanced look at this without making it emotional and about turning it into, well, you're this and you're that and you're that and you're this, there's two avenues. There is the actual marketing and production of it, and then there's the meritorious side of it. And where the women deserve way more than the men is on the meritorious side of it. And the fact that they were making, you just you just talked about numbers that were almost double. That's bullshit. That is absolutely wrong. You know, it, 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 when you have that pool of money, because remember, all that money is sort of pooled together. You can make both arguments and still get the money to where it's somewhere close for both. And it's just, it, it, it drives me nuts that people can't see both sides of this. I just, I, it, I Are you ready for this? Do it. The U.S. Soccer Federation's mission statement mm -hmm. is to make soccer in all its forms the preeminent sport in the United States mm -hmm. and to continue the development of soccer at all recreational and competitive levels. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in there does it say to turn a buck, to make a profit. Sure, sure, I hear you. I and hear if, you. You're, if you're going off that, mm -hmm. then the preeminent team in the U.S. Soccer Federation is the women's team. Right. If you're Right, okay. If you're talking about and, success... And also, if you want, if you want utter irony, on that page, the uh, header photo is the U.S. Women's Team celebrating a World Cup. Right, right. So you just want, you want, you know, like Cohen Brothers irony, and <laughs> things of that nature. Right. Um, just cruise around the U.S. Soccer website a little bit. Well, that's the whole thing is that is trying to strike a balance to get more people to watch this from a balanced perspective should be the goal. And, you know, making the proper arguments when they need to be made, as opposed to just cudgeling everybody on the other side of the argument you know, because they're know, an I, ist I, or just because they're I, whatever. And I hate that. That drives me nuts. You, you know what I also think is a factor in this, and I hate to put it this way? Mm -hmm. I think the success of the women's team is also part of their curse. Okay. What do you, I'm not sure you, you know. Go ahead. What I mean by that is, I mean, let's just be honest, you know, they're so good at what they do. Mm -hmm. Why go watch them beat the crap out of Panama and World Cup qualifying? Dude, that's a good point. That's a, you know, that is a fair point. I mean, when you know you're going to win. You know, it's not just that. You know, they don't have the same number of, uh, they. you know, they might, but that's also on the the media and the, and the providers. Who knows if they have their League of Nations? Right. Okay. You know, we don't know if they have that tournament. I assume they do if the men have it. But yeah. you know the U.S. men's was was blown up our ass. Right, right. You know, right, come right, watch right. the U.S. men play in this tournament. Right, right. Watch them struggle to put the ball in the back of the net when they have superior talent. Yeah, but we'll see. You I know, mean, but but you know, it's 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 at the end of the day, these numbers are insane. Right. Um, even even the settlement, you know, helps helps figure this 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 situation out. Right. But that's why I say when you look at these bonuses and things like that, which I know that is still a a a point that is still being stuck on are these bonuses yeah um that, that is still a is, lot of work to go a lot of work to go i agree with you 100 percent because they, they they're tying the bonuses to to the to, to the to the money pool that they're bringing it, it, that's not right i'm sorry Dude, that there's yep. a much bigger pool there if you want to make an argument and i'll leave it with this like i said i'm just repeating rehashing something that i said avenue a when you start talking about promotions and you start talking about 10,000 people come to see Team A, 2,000 people come to see B. I don't know what those numbers are. I'm just making these up. Sure. There is a financial thing tied to that. But at the same time, if that Team 2 and you know, is is having extreme success and helping you out, and then Team A isn't, 
well, then you got to figure that into the other part of it as well and get this thing tied together somehow so we can put this to bed and we can move on together, man. Yeah, and also, you know, I, I question some of this whole financing stuff and right. and money with, well, it's, you it's know. It's U.S. soccer, so. Well, I get that, but at the same time, all they ever do is flout these corporate sponsors that have a ton of money. Yep. Nike, Volkswagen, you know. Yep. Why don't we get them to chip into this 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 pool of money <laughs> that supposedly would bankrupt U.S. soccer. I know. I know. You know? So I think this perfect transition is, you know, uh, in terms of those bonuses and the rest of the work to be done, mm-hmm. um, at this point, she was still up for election. Yes. Uh, but then, then president of U.S. soccer, uh, Cindy Parlo Cohn, said she's optimistic that this work can be done by the end of March. Okay. Working on working on the bargaining and CBAs. Good. Uh, to help fix this. Good. Uh, which is our, you know, which is our kind of our smooth segue into the election yeah, that man. just recently happened. <laughs> it's so U.S. soccer. <laughs> Where Cindy Parlo Cohn is now your president for the next four years. Right. Uh, ne- or, you know, depending on what article you read, mm-hmm. narrowly or handily, mm-hmm. uh, defeating former President Carlos Cordero. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Sports Illustrated listing it as a 52.9% to 47.1% margin. Right. Uh, in terms of uh, Parlo Cohn retaining her role. Yep. And um, what was it? She's, uh, Parlo Cohn, when she won last time, had become the first woman right. to, win, uh, to win the election. Yep. And uh, she has made it a thing to help try and clear up a lot of these negative stories. Well, the, 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 what we just talked about is going to be a feather in her cap, but the first thing I want to focus on is how Cordero even gets a sniff of winning it again. Uh, oh, it's, it's just... I got a simple solution for you. I got a simple answer for that. Do it, do it. Uh, it's the good old boy network. Yeah, man. I, it just... I, <laughs> you know, I didn't, re- I didn't read anywhere... I didn't how read anywhere earth? where... You know, I didn't read anywhere where Cone cleaned house. Right, right. And she should have. If, if she's running... Voters, no. And also, you know, there's also the voters, though... I mean, they're the same people who put him in charge at one point, too. Right, right. And and you know? I, I think, in overall, she's doing a pretty good job. I'm not going to say she's doing a great job, because I've got some issues. But she's doing a pretty good job. Um, yeah. You know, the separation from MLS and that connection with some, I think, is a huge step for them. Um, I think where I really struggle with her is certainly the lack of communication about lower division soccer in this country. And how it should tie into MLS and how we get this thing, even if it's not a pyramid, something. And there's zero communication about that. And I, I, unless there is, I've never seen it. Have you? No. And to me, that's a big, that's a, that's a negative. That's something that needs to be addressed because where MLS is going to start picking up viewership is in cities that don't have MLS teams. And until something is done, where there's some sort of messaging from her and from the federation that says, hey, you know, we kind of do care about lower division soccer. I don't see that happening, dude. I, I You tell me. I just, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I mean, to me, that's a negative. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not optimistic about the future of the men's national team. Uh, sure. I'm not, you know, this is, if she's the president of the federation and the men's team falls under the federation, how much do you put on the president of the federation? And I, you know we've got that. You talk about good old boys network. I mean, you can we, how, yeah. how, how many ways can you spell Burhalter? I, I mean, <laughs> you know. no, you're not wrong. You know, but, but you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad she, she, she came out on top. 
Yeah, you know, when me you too. Look at the Cordero stuff. Cordero is a money guy. Oh, he's a disaster. He treats this federation like a business. Oh, it's the worst. You know, and that is not, you know, trying to do anything sports like a business is asking for trouble. Yeah. Well, and, mm-hmm. you know, we look at some of the stuff that, 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 that went on under Cordero's leadership. Oh, please, the message you know, alone. It's, it's some sketchy stuff. Talk about the way so, the women were treated. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why the lawsuit happened. Yep, absolutely. And he's part. he was a so, huge part of it. But I'm glad she won. I'm hoping that the U.S. Open, you know, I, I, I would like the two things, the two issues I have, if I was to sit down in a conversation with her, is, you know, why are we not touting the, the, the U.S. Open to communities that don't have MLS teams? And why yeah. is this not becoming a thing? Because it really needs to become a thing. If you want to see soccer take a fundamental step forward, that to me is the key because that's the only chance these teams get to play against each other. And everybody that follows soccer in this country, and there are millions upon millions of fans that follow European and Mexico, at least what it, what it soon will be, um, and or was, and it's it they understand this culture. We don't have that here, and it's not it's it, yeah. it could be way way better. Those would be the two. You know, that's how I would approach it. I mean, but but I, know, overall, I think it's a good deal. I think they screwed up. They had they had a big chance to really hype up the U.S. Open yeah, Cup, man. and and it was an is a. I had to look it up just now and re- get the actual facts about it and remember it. It was in 2012, and I'm pretty sure that might have been under Cordero's leadership. Not to poke you know poke that again, yeah. but let's see if you remember this. Cal FC. Yeah, man. Cal, led by Eric Winalda. Yep. As a club club team, mm-hmm. reached the fourth round of yep. the tournament, yep. upsetting Wilmington mm-hmm. and the Portland Timbers. Portland Timbers, that's right. Golly, do remember that. You could have really hit on something there and looked. Guys, look at this. Right. There's a way for this to. There's a there's a way to get you know, right. get yourselves in this tournament and really make noise. And uh, MLS circling the wagons around away from it, they do themselves disservice. Yeah. Because if they would embrace it a little bit more and say, all right. The one thing I used this is a weird analogy before we break into the last thing, but the one thing that I used to love about the second division racing stuff in NASCAR is that those drivers that were, I'm going back 20 years ago, would be like, yeah, come on down. Come on down and race against us and find out. The Stacey Comptons of the world. Come on. Yeah. Come find out. You know? Whereas in, in the United States, it's it's just the, you know, it's just the opposite where the first division is like, who? Who are you? Why are we wasting our Why time Why are we wasting here? our time with you? And all these people that yeah. they're saying this and they're doing this to would watch them if they would embrace it just a little bit. Sure. Oh, That's, sure. This is what I don't understand about it, man. Well, it's 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 always been a thing in, in United States sports that mm-hmm. I, our problem has always been we have minor league teams. Yeah, it sucks. Play is inferior to major league. You're just looking at guys who aren't good enough yeah. for the major league team. And especially with soccer here, you know, that's one of the things I'm going to hate about this MLS structure they're setting up is it's going to put that mindset again that lower level soccer is not as good as top level. Right. And that's not the case. No. It's not the case. Um, I think someone even tweeted about it uh, with all the Charlotte FC starting and all the fans and the light shows and all that. And they're like, yeah. someone, someone tweeted out something like, you can't tell me that places like, uh, that you know, you can go to a USL game and get the same experience and environment. Well, they, and people, mm-hmm. people were hitting them on Twitter going, have you ever been to one? Right. They tie they tie experience to the size of the crowd. I have been to multiple Red Bull games. None of them, and I'm not saying this to be shitty to the Red Bulls or their fans, 
none of those games that I ever went to matched the average atmosphere at a Louisville City game, ever. Agreed. I've been to numerous crew games. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends were just having casual conversations. Right. The game's going you on, know? and you're like, yeah, snack or something, you know? Whatever. I don't get it. You know, where, where's, that, where's that Louisville City games when that ball is in play? We're playing first, second half. Mm-hmm. The crowd's into it. Right. You know? It's it's a collective thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's... it's ugh. And uh, you know what? One last thing that I definitely want to talk about. Um, you know, to, speaking, to, of speaking, speaking of Twitter, um, and speaking... Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Twitter. Gosh, that... Ugh. Uh, Carly Lloyd uh, stepped out recently yeah. and, and decided to have a conversation with America <laughs> about her issues with the culture of women's soccer. Yeah. Um, and in her own words discussed how she um, the last few years she played for the women's team she didn't enjoy going she felt that things that had nothing to do with winning games started to supersede things that had to do with things that weren't about winning soccer games yeah uh, I don't know if you caught any of that if you have any thoughts about it or you know I, I don't you know I can go ahead and talk a little bit it's up to you it's, it's, it's very interesting reading a lot of her quotes you know yeah wasn't fun going in. I only did it for the love of the game. Right. Uh, I wanted to win and I wanted to help the team, but the culture within the team was the worst I've ever seen it. Yeah, man. Now, which, uh, which, what, we, mm-hmm. what we had in the last several years was not a good culture, and the mentality changed, and it became toxic. That's a heavy word, man. When you start uh, using no. the word toxic to describe a team culture, and it's Carly yeah. Lloyd, and we're not talking about somebody that was fighting for playing time. Okay. No. We're talking about a legend, a literal legend, okay? Yeah. And it, when 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 she's saying this, without picking sides one way or the other on any of these issues, something's wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. There has to be, there has to be something wrong. And you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. You had a thought. Oh, there no. was there was, you know, there's two ways to look at this to try and find some sort of balance with all of this. First off, if she was a leader on that team and she said she's had a problem with it the last seven years, my biggest disappointment with her is why she didn't, she didn't step up and say something. If you're, okay. you know, if, if you're a leader, you lead. You don't sit there and just shut up. I love playing for the team, but whatever this culture is, I'm not going to speak any speak up about it. No, sure. no, no, no. If there's something going, I don't care what the reason of the culture is. What the problem is, I'm not. It could be anything. If you're a leader, when I see, when I see, you know, when, when I see great leaders, Kobe Bryant, right? When I see guys like that, and they've got a problem with what's going on inside the gym when nobody's watching, and they tell everybody, that's a leader. Yeah. And and I think she missed the boat on that. What do you think about that? Well, I I think it's I, I think it's a two way street. I go right. One of my questions I had down was. Where's Jill Ellis in all of this? Okay. If the player coach. doesn't speak up, then the coach has to say something. Dude, that's a good point. That you is know, a that's very a good point. Street in terms of locker room culture, right? You know, if the if the if the players aren't cutting it out, then that's the last line of defense is that coach, right? You know, because coaches are usually one of two ways: they either let the players police themselves, or they are judge and jury, right? And yep. it sounds like in these, you know, we're getting a one, but we are only getting a one-sided view right now from Carly. Yep. It sounds like she mentioned nothing about Jill Ellis anywhere in any of her quotes that I could read. No. Yeah, it made it sound like she let the inmates run the asylum. That's an excellent point, Joey. Excellent, excellent point. 
And I so see- it may have even been, you know, you wonder if, if this is her view, as in Carly Lloyd's view, you wonder if she was just fighting an uphill battle that this was so prevalent. Mm-hmm. She may have tried to say things. And, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it may have just been a tidal wave of, of yep. egoism. Yep. You know, because, you know, I, I wrote down here, you know, with all the big name players on this team, I'm not surprised this could have been the case. Yeah. Big time players come with big time egos. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And, and you know, that's got if the coach isn't policing it, the inmates are running the asylum. Excellent point. And you're you're one of the model you're one of the model prisoners per se. Right. No one listens. So, you know, now, that, that not not to say that's the case, but mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, but that's a fair that's a very fair point. Leadership is leadership, especially if you're coaching. Um I hadn't even thought of it from that perspective. But you, you know, know and, the, and I, I loved one of the quotes she did say, though, which was, you represent the crest. You represent your country with pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are millions of other people who would love to be in our shoes playing for this team so you can never take it for granted. That's true. So she mentioned, though, a specific year. 2015 the is when she said it changed. Right. She offered vague accusations of selfishness, didn't call anyone by name. Mm-hmm. But I looked up something. Side note. Okay. 2015 was the final year. I think it was the first year or final year without Abby Wambach and Christine Rampone. Good point. You talk about leaders, especially Wambach. She was amazing. You know, and you just wonder if that played a role somewhere in that. But when there's a void of leadership, I mean, you know, I've seen it before. When there's a void of leadership, the culture is adjusted by the new leaders. And, you know, or, or lack thereof. Exa- or lack, exactly. Or the people that are the leaders push things in a direction that a lot of people don't want to go, but they're the leaders and you just sort of follow along. Sure. And, you know, we also look at during that time frame, that was not the, not the most stable time in terms of results. No. You know, we failed to medal the 2016 Olympics. Okay. First time ever. Jeez. We didn't make it to the semifinals, right. I'm pretty sure. Right. Uh, you know, we win the 2019 World Cup. And then we bronze last year yep. in the 2020 Olympics. Yep. And, you know, you wonder how much of this played a role. If you've got people who are more, more focused on what's going on after the game in terms of building their brand, or I'm only out here, you know, it's, it's, the old, it's the old adage. Name on the front versus name on the back. back. And, 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 dude, you know, and, and there's another angle to this. And, you know, I, I'm, this is my opinion. So anybody can can light me up for it. It's fine. I don't care. But the, to me, the the messaging when it came from social issues and such became so important at times that I was wondering what I was if it was playing the game was as important. I'm not saying that that was the reason, and I'm sure. all good with people pushing whatever they believe. I think it's fantastic to do that. Well, you know, I'm going to counter that on one of her quotes. Okay. Her quote was specifically, it became more about what I can do to build my brand off the field. Right. What can I do to get an endorsement deal? Fine. And less about what we have to do when we step between those lines. Right. So right. it seems like she made a distinction. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. That it wasn't socially driven. Okay. It seemed to be economically driven. Okay. That's cool. Um, That's cool. Granted, again, I, I have not read everything word for word, line by line. Right. Um, you know, just perused a few articles. Right. Because she had a couple separate, um, you know, she talked on the Hope Solo podcast yep. and to Alexi Lawless. Right. So right. this kind of a combination of those two conversations. Sure. sure. It didn't seem much of it was socially driven. Right. I think it, it seemed like she was hinting that this was a lot about 
players benefiting from it. Right, and I think the reason I'm interjecting that is two reasons. Number one, she taught, she was the only player, if I remember correctly, and I read that correctly, and I remember seeing it, she was the only player when, when everything was really heavy around you know two years ago, three years ago, with everything going on two years ago. You know, they played the national anthem. She was the only one standing. Yeah. And um, she makes a lot of a lot of um, a, a lot of references to the crest and playing for the country. I'm wondering, and and once again, Joe, your your point is extremely valid. Um, you know, when they start talking about branding and money and so on and so forth, maybe that was as big, if not bigger, an issue. I do feel like there were times that sending a message that had nothing to do with playing the game was more important than actually playing the game. And oh, sure, sure, you know, and, and I'm not. Once again, people are going to take that as me being having a problem with somebody. I don't have a problem with anyone. Yeah. I have a problem with one thing. If something else is more important than playing the game, then you're making a mistake. That's sure. my problem. I'm not talking about whether I'm, I'm not picking sides here. Yeah, that's that's not the point. The point is, is that the, I think that the, part of what she's referencing when she makes her points is that she's saying this. She's talked. I know that she did. She. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna. I, I don't know if I should say this, but did she mention Rapino because Rapino is someone yeah. that was Rapino was somebody that is definitely in the forefront of all yeah. of that. God bless her. I'm not. I'm not challenging it. I'm just saying that she sure. is. Sure. You know. Oh, sure. So when you got players that maybe are doing that, maybe that's where she because they're not pals. That's for sure. And yeah. You know, maybe there's something. You know, I'm, I'm going to add an added added point we've already kind of discussed into this. You sure, know, sure. if if a lot of this was economically driven, mm -hmm. you know, financially driven about getting endorsement deals and brands and all that, right? I wonder how much of this settlement we just talked about played into this too. You know, if you feel like you're undervalued and underpaid, I mean, I'm not going to play. I'm playing devil's advocate a bit. Hell yeah, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get my money. Hell yes, totally. You know. I'm good for but them. The I'm glad time, that they yeah. got it. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, that wasn't brought up either. Right. You right. Know, That's a good she she kind of lit into this where yeah. she didn't say, oh, you know what? I kind of understand it. We were all kind of frustrated with how we were getting paid right. and things like that. Mm -hmm. No, this was like, this has been something that's been boiling for a while. A while. And when you start talking Regard, about seven years. Outside factors. Right. You know, regardless of outside factors. Right. Seven um, years of, of not wanting to play and her last game was last year. Yeah, you're going back. You're going back to 2014. Yeah, dude, that's a long time to not like playing. Well, sure. So there's, I'm sure it's multiple and, things, and to be, and to be a focal point of that team. Right. Right. And if we're talking about maybe, you know, maybe she had tried to say something. How frustrating is that? Right. Right. Uh, I still think. Right. Right. I still think, and I'm going to finish it with this. I still think, as a leader, my biggest concern with her was that she didn't step up publicly and say, "Look, we got some shit going on, and it needs to fucking stop." You know, regardless of what the shit was, regardless of what it was, you know. At the same time, at the same time, I'll have her back. You know, with the majority of what tends to happen to whistleblowers, okay, they get discredited. Fair enough. They get ostracized yeah, and kicked man. out. Absolutely. That's, that's I think cool. She, I, think, I think she just, I think she may have just realized, you know what? It's best to just she took keep the my road. head down. Put, right. Keep my head down, put my time in. Right. And, you know. Right. And what I'm this, sort of, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I'm not, what I'm saying is not an opinion. It's not a judgment. It's an opinion. I'm not saying she's wrong. You know what I'm saying? I felt, sure. what I'm saying, I'm not saying that I'm, my feelings, I just think that when you're a leader, you should step up. But the word should is subjective. 
So sure. I respect that as well, man. But I, all I in all, I think it's fascinating stuff, and it's nice to see this level of attention and you know s- some conversation that that that's that's bordering both sides of all of these arguments as it relates to what they should get paid, what they shouldn't get paid, blah blah yeah. blah, whatever it is. Getting this warrant out in the public because more people get to experience it and see it. I think it makes it stronger in the long term, and that's all what we want. We all want that. We all want to see professional women's soccer as a viable force in the in, in in the in the sports entertainment industry. Absolutely no doubt about it. You know, and I think a, a good final point too is I think it drives home even more the point that this was the perfect time to get that new blood into the U.S. women's team. Yeah, man. Based off what she said, I hear you. There's no better time to get that new blood in there. All right. Well, man, I'll tell you what. We, we, we've been talking for, uh, for a long time. <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate it, man. I, I really enjoyed uh, discussing this stuff with you. Um, is there anything else you'd like to finish with before we uh, say adieu? Uh, let, let's hope everyone does not develop frostbite on yeah, Saturday. Man, on Saturday. <laughs> it's going to be warmer than Minnesota at the from the Yeah, at least about 20 degrees game. even. Um, I'm going to try to bring my NFL hand warmer and hope right, security right. doesn't get, you know, take it away from me like the referee did. Oh, Jesus. Um, Where are your mucklucks? Yeah. yeah, let's just... I don't even know what a muckluck is. Let's just hope... Let's just hope it's a 3 4 nothing win. No drama. Just get in, get out, Head destroy down, get a few forward. teams. Yeah, man. And then next and, next week we can we can we can spend the lion's share of this time talking about racing and their new season. Yep. yep. And let's let, let's hope we can get Carly Lord into the witness protection program. <laughs> okay, brother. It's a pleasure as always. Thanks, Joey. Thank you. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Center Forward Podcast is in the books. I want to thank Joey Cecil, as always, and of course, our new contributor, Alex Lynch. Really appreciate both of them being a part of the show. Uh, really appreciate you for listening, for the great comments and compliments. Um, once again, we are on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share the love. <laughs> because, man, uh, do we not need it more than ever? Look, if you're a little older and you lived through the first Cold War and you're seeing an army marching in Europe, it's just, this is terrifying stuff, man. I'm not going to lie. You can't sugarcoat this. And, you know, we get wrapped up in all this partisan nonsense. And, and you know, this one started it. If that one was around, if this one was, shut up for a second. Come on. Sorry. It makes me a little angry because the only thing I'm thinking about is some kid who hears bombs going off, asking, you know, mom and dad, you know, what did I do? And, you know, it just brings me back to what my mom's experience was as a child living through a civil war. And, man, sometimes we get this all twisted. But here's the deal. Even as horrific as the 70s was, and it was terrifying, I mean, you know, day by day worrying about this stuff. We got through it. I think it made us stronger. I think it made us appreciate the good times a lot more, too. And I'm still firmly in belief that there are a lot of good times coming for all of us. I pray for good times for you. I want you to enjoy your life and have fun, golly. And never be afraid to express how much you care about somebody because you just don't know, right? Hate to sound so dramatic and morbid, but it's just, man, you just never, ever know. one of the reasons why I love doing this show. It's just a way to talk to my friends. 
and uh, I hope you continue to listen um, and I hope we continue to unify beyond the barriers that people keep telling us we should adhere to way more than we probably should just gonna leave it at that we're all in this together man I love you and I really really appreciate you more than you can possibly know <laughs> ladies and gentlemen my name is Joseph Valla I am the host of the Center Forward podcast uh, bundle up for Saturday but I'll be there and we'll be there and we'll enjoy it love you guys see you Saturday